morning. Good morning. I don't know what, well, I guess it depends on what time you're listening to it. But welcome back to another episode, guys. It's episode 12. I know we've taken a little bit of a hiatus. A little break and a hiatus. But, you know, it's natural. It's summertime now, so... Yeah, we are on our break, guys, now. But it doesn't feel like much of a break because we've been locked down anyway. So we're just at home, Uh, actually not doing any work for a change. Hallelujah! Exciting things for you this episode. All right, so episode twelve, as Tinder says, but we have our second guest, guys. I'm slightly excited. So, guest, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Um, I'm Ken. Hey, Ken. I'm from Saint Vincent, not Jamaica. Please. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Fade already. (laughs) Not Jamaica. No, no, not Shay because I love my Jamaican people, but it seems like. People in England only know one island. Oh so, dear! Oh dear! So okay. It's, um, so I'm from St Vincent. I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm living and working in the UK and having a lot of adventure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Okay. So the reason we have Ken here today is because our episode today we're going to be talking about. Let me see if I can say it now. The diaspora of our Africanness, our Blackness, our Caribbeanness. So we're going to be talking about the different experiences. So we're going to be thinking about African versus Caribbean versus being British-born but of African or Caribbean heritage. Mm-hmm. Different stereotypes and perceptions of, you know, just our differences and how we've um, come to be where we are and how we are culturally and just as a people. So that's why Ken is like, I'm from St. Vincent and people don't recognise. And I'm let me just <laughs> let me just correct you there. It's St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> so the education has begun, yeah. Alright, so right, so where do we want to start with this? So I was thinking as me being Jay, y'all know already, I like to think about the definition of words. So when I looked up the definition of a diaspora, it's talking about voluntary or involuntary movement. And the movement for us as a people is, of course, from Africa. And then we are all descendants of that movement. Remember I said voluntary or involuntary, so we know about the slave trade, etc., etc. But we're not here to talk about all the negativity and the downtroddenness of our, us as a people, but rather what makes us us and the differences between us, as I mentioned before. So when you think about diaspora, Tindai, what do you think? What comes to your mind? Just the word diaspora as a whole. Yeah. Um, I just think of like a huge or large community of people um, that share so many differences. <laughs> like we're all, you know, very, very unique. Um, however, I think as a diaspora, we have more similarities than we do have differences. And have been a person that I well, I would say I've been exposed to like a number of different countries. I haven't been brought up in like in Africa, in a couple of countries in Africa, and then having the Caribbean experience, then leaving the Caribbean and living in the UK, and then experiencing life from that end. I would say generally we have more in common than we do have different. And I think as a diaspora, I think it's, I I just, I just really want us to unify. I think there's more of that happening now because we're we're growing more aware of different communities in different countries and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I think now more than ever, it's important for us to acknowledge that, you know, yes, you are Congolese and I'm from 
Barbados, but we have things in common. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, planting. <laughs> planting. <laughs> planting. 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 Okay, let's not go down that road. Jollof <laughs> or rice and peas. Exactly. Is it jollof Super rice? malt or malt? Guinness uh, punch. Yo, I had, I had Guinness Malta. Where does Guinness Malta come from? Guinness Malta, I think. Does it come from Ireland? Guinness oh, itself is is Irish, yeah. but I don't know where it's. I'm not really sure where Supermalt comes from. I did Supermalt apparently. This is what I've from a little bit of research I've done. It was actually given to um, soldiers. I think Nigerian soldiers, oh, okay. and, that, and then it became a popular drink. Yeah. And then that's okay. That's why I'm apparently. Uh, but Nigerian Guinness, is not like there's a there's a. You can get a Guinness one. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, where that, that is. is. Do you like it? I love it, man. Okay. I love it's it. So, wherever that comes from. But yeah, yeah. I, so that's what I think of. I think of our rich culture, our music, our dances. When you look at it, there's a thread that runs through it all. Oh, you know me. Yeah. Well, I, I started to look a bit deeper. So you have um, the black people of America that have been sent there. They were more involuntary in terms of the original starting point. Well, so they say, we've pushed back to that history, but just where we are. African-American. In England, when you come and you go to mark a form, they say Afro-Caribbean. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. Is Afro is a hairstyle, so I'm not sure how that happened. Then you've yeah. got Black Canadians. You have, there is such a term as Black British, but you don't really find it on every documentation. It's like, well, some forms it's on, some yeah. forms it's not. But then I always wonder what, is there a difference between being Black British and Caribbean British? It's just so confusing. I think they need to just scrap. I think they just, it is because about, to me, I always teach, I would always teach Black Caribbean. Because yeah. Because that's Same. that's my first point of heritage. After yeah. that, obviously, I know that originally we're from Africa, but that was my first. That's my culture. That's how I've been brought yeah. up. So the Senkit side and the Jamaica side, etc. So that is essentially Caribbean. Um, and that's so sorry, sorry to interrupt, but if you're white Caribbean, is there an option for that? Definitely I guess you're reason. white other. <laughs> Sorry to my these, white these, the forms get so the forms get technical. What do you think of diaspora and the different diasporas um can um for me I never give it any I give it any thought prior to you asking okay, asking right, but um because I because obviously I didn't have the rich heritage of traveling like okay. uh, from Africa, Caribbean or travel just generally most of my traveling travels have been from an early child, from an early um, young adult or teenager was in the Caribbean because I was never interested in going to the bigger islands. I was not a big islands, the bigger countries, America, England. Okay, England. so where in the Caribbean, in Latin, have you been to? So um, Trinidad, obviously, Trinidad, Barbados, St. Lucia, Grenada, um, just a few. Um, so those are the islands. I, I, I was more focused on traveling because those are closer to me. Closer to um, you. And, and friends as well. And those are the ones that I wanted to discover. Okay. Then just everybody just wanted to go to America. Wanted okay. to go to I, America. I like that. I, like, I don't think I've met anybody that's been to so many Caribbean islands and such different. Well, in my mind, I see them as different. You can answer now. Do you think they're so different? Do you find the culture different, the food different, the music different? What were the differences and the similarities? Um, most of most of the islands, in terms of culturally, is different. But there is just a small aspect of it. Then you will you will see. Oh yeah, that's different 
probably when we pronounce our words, uh, so the dialect, the, di the dialect is slightly different. Um, the Trent Islands will sing more, and mm -hmm. we will sing more because of the accent. The Bajans, some Bajans, um, some Bajans, or yeah. when you speak, you you they will be speaking English, but you will not understand them. Okay. Just the way the, the dialect is. If yeah, they speak really quickly. Yeah, and they speak pretty fast. Okay. Vincentians are the same. Vincentians are, we speak pretty fast. But well, sometimes. Sometimes, but some people also. We are, we are as Vincentians, we get mixed up between between Jamaicans and Trinidadians because of our accent. Okay. Yeah, the, the, I the Caribbean accent and Jamaican yeah. accent. I always just speak, okay, so when I first met you and heard you speak, I'm like, oh, he has a Caribbean accent. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily pinpoint, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I find, I find that interesting that from an outsider's perspective, well, not really outsider, mm. you know, but like if somebody can recognize a Caribbean accent, which tells me that, you know, we obviously we come from the same region, so you... You know, we, again, it's that similarity that we have. So even though we can tell the difference between a Trinidadian and a Kittishan and um, Antiguan, you can tell the distinct nuances in the accents and stuff. Ultimately, they sound, they all sound West Indian, even though a Barbadian sounds completely different from a Jamaican. No, you know what? Some There's something similar. I can hear like Bayesian, I can normally hear St. Kitts because that's what I grew up around. Jamaican, I can normally hear. Mm. The other islands, I guess it goes back to what Kim was saying earlier, off mic, it's because I don't reckon, I don't, I'm not aware of them, I haven't been mm, there, so true. once it's someone that I recognise and I know the sound, I can be like, oh yeah, St Vincent, uh, you know, Martinique, wherever. But well, you're but able you to recognise it was Yeah, Caribbean. definitely, yeah. you can always hear a Caribbean person, and you know what I love as well, I love the fact that um, for most African people as well, I think African people can turn it off and on, but I think that, like I've never heard you speak 100% sound like you're from the UK. I've never heard Tindai sound like she's from the UK. I can always hear that you're Caribbean. I can always hear that you're like my granddad. You know, certain people you can all, it's never left them. They could have been in this country for 65 years. <laughs> yeah. They still sound very much, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's a good thing to just hold on to that, that, um, it's, that it, little spice. It, it is, Caribbean. well, I mean, we have this, it is a good thing to hold on to your accent, well, somewhat to your accent. Your accent will always be refined over time when we're living in a different society. Mm -hmm. However, my premise is that I always say is that um, you never hear, and this is something that I, I have a big peeve about with regards to when I when you go back when you go back to the Caribbean. I think it's I think it's mostly every island, especially Saint Vincent. Mm -hmm. Someone leaves leave the island, they go to America or England, and then you go back. You you go back for you go back for not vacation. I don't say vacation. You go back home. You go home, yeah. And <laughs> someone expect oh you still speaking Vincent you still speaking you still speaking like um like you. I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean, this is where I'm from. That's this is, this is exactly. Whereas but, for us, that's born here. We expect it. I yeah. would not expect it. And like, you know, like, you know, like, people know how I stay ready. You know, you have your white person's watch. You wear a watch. Yes, because I think cold switching. Own, when you're amongst your own people that look like you, I don't see why you shouldn't be your true authentic self. I don't, I don't that sounds quite strange to me as to why at home in St. Vincent people would expect you to go back and sound like you've been in I think it's the whole concept of England. you know back home in the Caribbean it's this whole idea that you're going to you're going foreign so you have to adapt, adapt. and but adapt not, not the ways and you come back and you 
you show that you have an accent, or you can speak with a little twang, as um, <laughs> Louise Bennett says in one of her poems. Now, I think I appreciate um, it more. I prefer what but, you guys are saying. But, but it's it, unfortunate that people it's, feel it's, that. Why do you think that is? But the, no, but the strange thing is that, right, let's say um, um, an ex-patriot, um, patriot, patriot. Expat. Let's say somebody who is not of, who's white, mm-hmm. say white, goes and lives in St. Vincent mm-hmm. and they You mean an immigrant? Let's be honest. Don't be like expat. Yeah, no, they are immigrants. <laughs> just like when you come here, they say you're immigrants. Yeah, I was trying to be, I was trying to be um, diplomatic. Diplomatic, and no, no, saying, no. but um, this is the example of Patrick. There's no diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, so let's say someone who's white goes to the Caribbean, and they stay, and they they're there for ten years, fifteen years. You have never encountered a person having a serious um Caribbean accent. He mm-hmm. always sticks with his American accent or English accent. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's the thing that we, as I think, I, I'm really, I'm but really upset about when it, when it comes to um, people from the Caribbean. Like, well, not from the Caribbean, people from my island is mm. that they expect people like, oh, you should have this accent, you should have this type of accent, but look at the white, yeah, exactly. Mm. And look at, but I'm saying, look at the white person accent. Look mm-hmm. at, he's he is living among us. And he's gonna hold on to his. And he's years. gonna hold on, a, hold on to his accent mm. forever. And you ask him, how long are you here for? And so but 15... you know what? I think you've hit the nail on the head. <clears throat> Things like that is what make us a diaspora. Because if when you, if we just, if we just mm. let go of everything, we let go of our food, our dance, and our music, our culture, our mm. hair, and just have completely assimilated. How would we know that? that was no, exactly. Color? All it would be is the color. Literally, the color. As soon as you open your mouth or you danced or you sung or you did something that's mm-hmm. supposed to be cultured. So I guess you could argue that generally we're all of that. We're all of that. Yeah, exactly. But they always that's a very good point. That's a very good point in there because diaspora is always put onto black and what they like to call other. I don't know, you hate that term, I'm saying it for effect. So we've got black people, I don't even start me on that. Um, black people, we've got Asian people, and then in, in, in effect, based on that story and what the Bible says, we're all of that, but we're all scattered, mm-hmm. be by war, be by all slavery, be by 
voluntary beat well, by yeah. looking for fury beat by famines whatever mm. it is everybody moved around the air yeah all right so and then i started to think about where are the most black people in the world apart from africa and the answer is actually brazil latina latina okay so just to, just if everybody wants to take me to Brazil, that's like my dream destination okay just put me out there Say we should we should go on a we trip. Should go. We should go. We should go. That would be beautiful. No, because it's just been actually. He did say it was amazing. So that's the most black people. So I ask you, how did they all get there? I didn't go into this one. Slavery. So is that slavery? I disagree. What do you think? Oh. Actually, there are two theories. There are two theories, but okay, one I'll let you talk about the one. What do you want? I don't know. I've I've looked into it a little bit, but not enough. No, my belief, my beliefs are that, um, and this is my opinion, people. Okay. (laughs) This is our own platform. (laughs) Nobody ain't gonna get fired. (laughs) Don't uh, be like Nick Cannon now. (laughs) Is that obviously? Despite what history, um, what what um, white history tells us, tells us, black people has been sailing um sailing the waters for many for many yes, um, yes. many years. Yeah, um, I agree. Long, or long before the um the Portuguese, Columbus, the Portuguese or the Spanish or the English start um start sailing. Um, and also the indigenous indigenous people, um. We believe, uh, uh, in some circles, we, um, some circles believe the indigenous people were also of, of black, of, um, African descent. African descent. Can we talk about Garifuna? African descent. So, um, so black people arriving in Brazil is just not for slavery. For slavery. Um, slavery. It was already there. However, majority of, I guess, some yeah, people majority from, would have been there. Um, I mean. So yeah, that was what I was gonna say. Yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna say that, but you, you said it. So. <laughs> um, but well, in addition to that, you have so Saint Vincent is known for its rich history, and part of that history is a gar. I don't know if you've heard about this gem. Not many people know about it no, outside teach me, of teach me, teach me. outside of um, you know, those circles. But um, the Garifuna people are essentially a mix between black africans and um amerindians so they formed their own tribe and they were their own people they resisted the british and the french for years fought wars and won and that kind of thing but eventually they were um they were exiled from the country they were exterminated it was genocide and then they Come on. Who do you think? Who do you think? I'm just trying. I'm just gonna ask <laughs> you that. The I'm British. Sorry. The British. Ultimately, I the British. Kill somebody else, and it? then they, they, they exile like the remaining ones to an island called Rotan, which is off Belize. Okay. And I've then, heard of Belize, but yeah, Belize is a Caribbean country. It's mm. not an island, but it's mm. in Central America. Um, and they essentially grew their own. Not, they, were, they, they carried on their culture and their heritage they, and stuff like that. So, so there's is a that strong, in South America? Yeah, so okay. there's in South America and so there's a Nicaragua Garifuna population and there's a um, there's a what's it called? Belize and that, you know, okay. like Central America okay. and um, so they essentially carried on their culture so there's a strong Garifuna Okay. community there but they originated in St. Vincent and one of the theories is that one it was a like a, a slave ship that 
was shipwrecked and then they they went they, 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 they helped it. So that's okay. one theory. The other theory is that they were they were, were people, they were traveling yeah, long before because when the white explorers came. Yeah. They, they, did, they saw them there. Yeah. yeah. Black um, people. My fiance says that as well. He always, he always says um, that, you know, black African people were building boats and exploring the land yeah. before the Christopher Columbuses and whoever else decided to pretend that they were some discoverers of something. How you can find something that wasn't last, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We move. Okay, right, guys. So, I'm, kind of. Ken, I'm going to ask you a few questions now. So, you've already answered some of them, but just quickly confirm. So, you said that you were born in St. Vincent. Born in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And the Grenadines. Okay, <laughs> let's get in there. Okay, so, do you see there as home? I'm going to say yes, because when you said about vacation, you said that when you go there, you see us going home. Yeah, I can't. Okay. can't vacation at your home. Here's a vacation for me. Can you give me, so then similarities so however many you want let's no, no, let's call it three three similarities and differences um between each place so in terms of we'll just say obviously you've lived there you live here you talked a little bit about the different islands you went to so we don't have to do that but in terms of saint vincent and england apart from the weather and the food yeah. Well, the food, because you <laughs> tend to eat what No, I don't mean that. I mean that in terms of freshness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because obviously yeah, we have vegetation yes. over there, which we, te- we do have here, but we don't tend to use it, but that's another story. So can you give me three similarities and differences? Obviously, we know the weather. We know there's more black people. Just things that me, as being a British person that's never been there, what might I be like, wow, about, about St. Vincent? Um... On Sundays we're more and sun, Sundays is the British day for in, in the Caribbean, I think. It's so the British day, it's what the do British you mean? day. Because obviously obviously we were um obviously of slavery. Yeah. Saturdays is the African day where we cook our African dishes. Oh okay. The boil the boil the boil up, yeah. the soup, yeah. those things, um those things. But Sunday you will have the the roast, the pie. Oh, something today. No, the, the pie. And that is just every, and that is just mostly every, Sunday. Every, all Sundays, every Sunday in the Caribbean. Yeah. Saturdays, clockwork, clockwork, oh, African okay. dishes. Yeah. And Sundays are. I never actually looked at that way. Okay. Give me another one. Give me another one. Um, I don't think it's similar, but um, I like the fact that um, at home, you don't call. If you're going to, you don't call a friend to, or you don't call a friend to say, oh, I'm coming by you. You just oh, show up. Oh, you just show up, okay. And it's just welcome. <laughs> oh, like you, oh, sorry to Yeah, that's cool, okay. yeah. But, like, when um, when people cook, traditionally, like, even my grandmother and stuff, like, when she would cook in her days, she would cook, like, a big pot. Mm-hmm. And then whoever passes by, passes by. That's the same thing. Any, anything out there, or pea soup? There's a lot of... Jamaicans that still do that. Like there's a few people's house that I can go to now and I know that Yeah, and they've carried that yeah, tradition. Carry yeah, carry that's interesting. So, yeah. I like that concept. I would do that, but I'm poor. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we just come by you for I'll give you some toast and tea. <laughs> the next thing I, I, I really um were quite surprised about is that Christmas is really big there and it's really big here. Okay. So, so yeah, very similar. So people are very into the um I, I didn't really realize that how people clean their home hair mm-hmm. um, for Christmas or get oh, their decorate hair um, over there. It's just the same. It's okay. just generally the same in terms of cleaning and decorating. And it, it's a yeah, it's a massive thing, both in both places. 
Contrary to popular demand in here in Britain, not everyone leaves the homeland um, is living because all oh, they have to leave. We left because we were just tired of the same or something different. Yeah, we just wanted a different adventure. We wanted us to travel, mm-hmm. travel different places. So contrary to what um people think when you um when when you um when you arrive mm-hmm. or you, there there was no jobs. We were comfortable with our jobs. But it was just yeah, but doing you know the same thing, thing no over and over. Around. When you're born here, you just get told you have to leave for this and you have to leave mm-hmm. for that. You are, I think, probably you and probably a few other people, if I'm absolutely honest, that are from the Caribbean or even from Africa have said that they left because they wanted to explore. They wanted to come to England. They wanted mm-hmm. to see. You often get told when you're born here that, you know, may I have to leave Jamaica, come look up at For asylum. Or asylum or war or... Uh, So this with regards to um um with regards to black British or black um black English. I, mm-hmm. I don't like to say black um British because I just think it's just a disrespectful term. Wow. A, white, a white person could be a white English. person could be English, but a black person cannot be English. If you understand what I mean, you are born here. You're your third generation or fourth generation. Um, actually, but you still I'm don't. Actually, no, no, no. But, <laughs> yeah. My dad's yeah, but all I'm saying is that somebody could born here yeah. and to the lineage, they're fourth generation, yeah. and the society is still British, mm. and the and the other part, the white person, or not even British, a white person. Yeah. But then what so English now has become synonymous with white, white. an yeah. English lady yeah, English yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. over here in this country. So um so my thing is that I when I first came here I was I don't think as a as a as a foreigner coming coming here the the, the black diaspora or um black Caribbean parentage first second first second third whatever they is doing uh, is doing is doing their children injustice. So that again. They are doing their children an injustice of okay. not connecting to their to their um to the Caribbean roots. And I was just um was speaking about this the other day. Is that, <laughs> is that we were is that um you have people who 
who are second generation, third generation, mm -hmm. and they say, oh, I'm Jamaican because I, I use Jamaican not because that's who I meet a lot. Yeah, a it's lot. common. Yeah, I, I'm Jamaican. And, and my next question is, okay, so have you been to Jamaican? No. Jamaican, no. Okay, so my um, so my face is always okay. I'm I'm baffled. Like, why? Should I tell you why that is? Why is I that? I can answer that question. So for me, I would not say that I was Jamaican in terms of born and bred there. But if someone asked me my heritage, I would say Caribbean, as I said earlier. The reason that is is because when you're born here, it's as if you still don't fit in. So mm -hmm. black children born here that are of Caribbean heritage or of African heritage, often you go to school. You don't really fit in. The teachers don't. You know what I mean? You just really yeah. feel like, okay, so you know mm -hmm. that you're black. You know that yeah. Caribbean is your heritage. You're born here. The people here don't really want you. So it's like, where where did you belong? Right. So that's why we will cling to. You will say that you're Jamaican or you're St. Kitts or you're St. Vincent or wherever your parents are from. Right. You would claim that for your own. In our head, we're like, for me, I understand the concept of going there. And like, for me personally, I've been to Jamaica, I've been twice. So if I was to be like, oh, I'll, I'll never say it because that's not where I'm born and bred. However, I understand why black British youth will say that because we don't fit. Even mm -hmm. like I was talking about earlier about the foods, mm -hmm. there's nothing for us to tick. Right. Where do we fit? So the Jamaican, the Caribbean doesn't want us. Africa doesn't want us. England that, doesn't want us. That's, not, want us. that's not necessarily true that they no, Caribbean don't want us. No, but that's how we feel. Oh. I'm not saying that's true. Oh. I'm saying sometimes even when you go there, I get called English girl, I get called foreigner. Right. I, don't, yeah, I, don't yeah, get yeah. I don't get embraced like, oh, welcome home. I don't get that. I'm an English girl. Right. But here, they don't call me English. Do you see? Right. So yeah, that's so why, you're in no man's land. Yeah, so you feel like you're in no yeah. man's land. That's why you will find a lot of British black children of my generation especially so, yeah, say they are Caribbean, they are African, they are Nigerian, they are they will say anything but English. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, so my so my thing is I, I I normally would like to would like to see, I would love to see that um and obviously cost is always a big factor. Mm -hmm. That we are at least trying to send uh, send send these kids back to the Caribbean to have an experience. Mm -hmm. I, I experience that they um there's a black prime minister mm -hmm. in, in these islands. There's a black governor general or there's a black yeah. there's a black lawyer sister. Yeah. There's a black sister. Mm -hmm. There's a black doctor. Because what exactly and a lot of times where I I obviously going um working among. Um, some black people like, oh, I have this type of degree, but I can't get into this job. I mean, I just always wonder, have you ever tried? Where your parents are from? Or they like from Sinkits or from Jamaica or from? Yeah, have you ever tried to travel to the Caribbean just to see if um to see if you um you could you could get a job there? Mm -hmm. No, I'm scared. No, I mean to me, <laughs> to me that is just ir irrelevant. The fact that being being um. The argument would be then why 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 do I have to travel? I I'm born and bred here, whatever. Thirty, you know, I'm black English to use your term. Why is it that I'm doing the same degree as Marianne and Elizabeth? And why are they getting the jobs and I can't? Yeah, because your degree is going to be... Why do I have to travel to but, get that? Yeah, but I, I do believe that every, every well, not every, but almost all, all British, black British or um, people or children should at least go to the Caribbean. At least have, have an experience, experience. Have an experience of working there at least for a year or two. To have a, this rich connection to, um, to, to their yeah, parents, to their parents and to, to say, oh, yes. I'm when I say I'm when I'm claiming I'm Jamaican, 
Yes, I'm yeah, Jamaican. I, I, I have been there. I've worked there, and I do not, I do not, um, I do not, I, I do not succumb to this type of racism mm-hmm. because the the first thing I just normally tell people, look, mm-hmm. I do not understand racism mm-hmm. because I have never grown up with racism. Mm-hmm. It's a difference between racism and classism. I've grown up with classism. Mm-hmm. I could identify. I could identify and say, look, I understand clearly what is classism. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is being racist to me, I'm going to laugh it off mm-hmm. because I have the confidence in myself, mm-hmm. in my ability to know, look, mate, you can't, you, you can't, can't, you can't use that with me. That is not... Mm-hmm. The, but that's the beauty of being brought up where you've been brought up and going to places that. and seeing all black people. Mm-hmm. When you're here, I said like... Uh, There's an insecurity that you grew up mother-in-law who's traveled to africa quite frequently she's jamaican she's gone to like gambia and nigeria and different places sorry um mommy b from saying the places wrong but she's been to <laughs> different places in africa and she she said the first time she went and she seen so many black people it was a culture shock because here you literally go somewhere and you scan the room or you scan that's the what i'm gonna ask the question and, yeah. and you're like it's like you make that little oh, okay then you feel a bit oh, we all do it because you know that it's not just you then mm. yeah. yeah um tinder knows obviously you know we used to work together for me to leave that school where i had this beautiful sisterhood you know the children looked like me and everything was comfortable and i you know i could work in a certain way and speak certain times and be a certain way and be accepted for me to go where i am now a school out of town where there's probably two other no yeah i can actually count on my first one hand two other people that look like me because of the confidence i now have i'm where you are i'm like it doesn't bother me i'm here to do my job i know what i'm doing whatever racism they want to come with i can deal with it head on this mm-hmm. is what it is however that takes confidence building yeah and, and yeah. especially being born here yeah and, and then i guess if you going back to the point you made about having programs to introduce children to, to their cultures and stuff the, those are things that will help with some of those insecurities mm-hmm. so that even though you you may go to an all-white school or whatever your experience is and stuff but you know when you go home or you, you've had the experience of spending a whole summer mm-hmm. in your in your we went we went at 14 and my dad took my dad is country so he's from saint elizabeth and a place saint elizabeth called, <laughs> a place called black river and he even took black us back to his, to his village called pan pen he took us to the mountain blue mountain i think that's so he important. took us all the way like literally we started here and we went in further further in further further in we went up the mountain was it mount charles yeah mount charles was supposed to be the place the land where the slave master gave to my great i don't know who they are great 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 people <laughs> aunties or grand uncles or whoever they are when i looked at them the people they looked like me they had my eyes they had my nose they had my skin color it was like looking into a mirror and, and, and it was just amazing that these people so so they must have this was i was 14 they're probably passed on now they they must have been about in their 60s they were really old but old but you know you see them old people they're just they're skin like a baby mm. and then the woman was looking at me like Oh, but you look like me. You are you. I tell you, you look like. I was like, this woman is my reflection. It was, do you know what I mean? So I, I 100% I hear what you're saying. I do think it's a money thing, but I think you've really hit a good idea that something should be done in terms of our community mm, to make that happen. I think when it comes to reparations, I think that's what it should be used for. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that's how yeah. reparations, yeah, programs like that. 
But you can't work for you can't as a society, as a as a culture, we can't just work for reparation because um the British government or the British society is not gonna um just say, oh, wake up the next morning and say, Oh yeah, let's just give reparation. This is something that has to be has to be done right. It's not a it's not a or we we'll put it off tomorrow. This is something that needs to be done urgently. I find you is that kids, kids here, black kids, whatever the case might be, brown kids, whatever the case might be. Once they need to start go back, um, they need to start go to the Caribbean at least for summer, at least for um summer. And Africa as well. Uh, Africa, yeah. I mean, yeah we, we always want to say, and uh, me and Tinda have discussed this before about us all African being our motherland and our heritage and wearing two two kente cloth. And for me, I'm going to be, and I know you have been born mm. and stuff, but so many people of our generation talk about Caribbean, talk about coming from there. They've never seen it. So many yeah. people have got a passport, let's be honest. Yeah. But I, it hasn't always been easy to travel there either. I yeah. find like, okay, from the Caribbean, because there aren't any direct flights from there. You have to always And it's go very back. expensive. It's so expensive. It is expensive. So again, it is expensive. if there could be some kind of... I did it for my daughter. I did it for my daughter, and I did it at a critical point. So she went to, um, her dad is Jamaican. Obviously, my dad is Jamaican. So when she was in the year before starting secondary school, I think you guys call it high school. So that at that phase, yes, I sent school. her to. We went to Jamaica, stayed in a very nice hotel, had a fantastic time. But I actually sent her to go and stay with her dad for a few days. Yeah. So she okay. did whatever. I didn't even see the household. I think I just trusted him and said. Alright, she's here. She means I didn't force her, but I said, Do you want to go and stay with your dad? She was happy to go, spend time with her sister, did cooking, go to the beach and see the man catch the fish, and all these experiences that if I never sent her, if I never took her, she would have never have seen. Yeah. And I do, I do, I hear what you're saying. She came back with a different appreciation, she came up with a different strength, she came up with a different attitude when it comes on to being black and being in the UK, and she had a bit more. I don't know, she just, I can't. Explain it, articulate it to the T, but there was something. But you know, there, there was something in it for me when I went at fourteen as well, because you appreciate where you're coming from, you appreciate your heritage, you see the land of your, you know, I wouldn't even say forefathers, I would say my dad, my, my granddad, I'm sorry, my three father, what is it? Yeah, three fathers. So I've seen that land, I've seen where they come up, I've seen the farmland, I've seen everything about, you know, my yeah. dad growing up and stuff like that. It does make a difference. And you feel more connected, definitely. Can I ask, does that make you less British, though? No, it doesn't. Does that make you less British, but I think it makes you more Caribbean? And it, it, um, okay. Because at the end of the day, what you want is you always want that connectivity to your parents' land. To know, okay. And what you want is that any any person who's coming with negative vibes, with good vibes, for you to have the... Um, the mental world to say, look, I'm not, I'm not understood it with you. Mm. This is, this is where I'm from because what, what the blood of my ancestors. Because what, I what, went into a meeting and I was like, nah, the blood of my ancestors was not shed for nothing. Literally, you had yeah. that in your heart. Yeah, I had it in my heart. Because what, what we, um, I just flooded my, my chain toilet. Sorry, interrupt me. But yeah, um, I, I, I just said before, I just think, me. I just think that, um. It should be a priority in every household with regards to black, um, with regards to Caribbean or African. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, to me, I think um, Africans do have their their kids if they're more in tune with Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do think I do think so. I do. I I am I'm, I'm really worried about the Caribbean okay, aspect aspect of it. 
I'm really worried about this. But I this. think it's, you hit the nail on the head when you said, and I'm sure it's in the end book, The Natives. I'm sure Akala writes about it. Mm-hmm. He talks about, actually, it is second, third, fourth generation for some people. And there's more connection back. They are yeah. actually British. They're actually they're English. Actually, they're English, but you know what it is? It's the mixture of cultures. They've got the look of it African. They've got the Caribbean, wherever it may be from. Then they've got the British. This is mm-hmm. why you get the lingua. This is why you get the fashion. This is mm-hmm. why you even got the grime and the garage and all these mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. music come from the melting pot of being born yeah. in and being of those lineages of history. Mm-hmm. And, and to add to your point, it's, it's, um, it's, all, it's always the case where, and that is causing the issue with regards to black, um, with regards to our Caribbean, our Caribbean, Caribbean brothers here. Mm-hmm. Is that when you go to school, when you go to um, the performance in school, mm-hmm. because of the fact that once you hit after first generation, mm-hmm. probably second generation also you still after mm-hmm. one after third or fourth or fifth generation, mm-hmm. you already um, you already in, ingrained in, in the culture of of, um, of Britain. Yeah, yeah, you okay. do you do not look at yourself as anymore as mm-hmm. as as as, 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 um, as West Indian. Mm-hmm. You look at yourself now, and, oh, I'm English. Yeah, but and that is a problem because... Tells them, but it's what you said because um, Mela has just done herself... Um, sorry, Mela, I hope it doesn't see that. But she's just done herself a um, vision board. She's put herself in the middle and she's got all these arms across. And you know, one of them, it's got all her heritage. So it's got Jamaican St. Kitts. She's put America on there. I think somewhere along her dad's side, it's got Sicilian. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true it is, but yeah. Sicilian. <laughs> and she's put Africa. But she so didn't put British. Heart, she didn't put British. She right. didn't put British. And and I, I don't remember seeing it. Let me know. I could be wrong. But those are the places that she's listed. And Jamaica's at the top. So to her, where her dad is from. So she already it's knows that she's from. born here. But where her dad is from is irrelevant. But it's true yeah, because she's taking when I ask, as part of when I ask the kids, is. when I ask the kids at school, <laughs> that is, um, you know, what do you, because, you know, you have general conversations with them. And they tell, they'll tell you straight. And they they've probably never been to the no, these countries. They're probably second, third, hmm. even fourth um, generation. Some of them, and they would tell you straight they're Jamaican or, or whatever. But they, I, I, the problem is they don't necessarily fully understand, understand what, what that it is. means yeah. to be Jamaican, and that's where I think um, exposing them to the, the the full depth of what it means to be Caribbean is, is important. It's, it's not just a rice and peas. Yeah, but it's in addition to what we're all saying. I think, can you definitely hit the nail on the head? It has to be something that you'd say you're going to implement. So when I was coming up, my parents obviously decided, okay, we're going to have a family holiday. Yeah, and they made that deliberate yeah, decision. There was gonna, I was supposed to go to St. Kitts as well, but that didn't happen, but it was in pipelines. So for me now, I said to myself, okay, I didn't even have it from honest with you to say, oh, my daughter's going to definitely go to Jamaica. What I did have in my mind is that she's going to travel. She's going to see the world, and I wanted to give her a no fear factor. And mm. it's worked now when she goes out and about. She's not, she not frightened for people. She's not frightened to go because nobody can't push her down because she knows there's a big wide world out there. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of the, well, not to stereotype, but in some cases, the black British born third and fourth generation, as we're saying, some of the parents hasn't afforded them that. They're more mm-hmm. interested in putting shoes on, design yeah. shoes on them and this, that, the talent. Yeah. They haven't given them anything to be grounded. They haven't yeah. traveled. Some of them haven't even been at the city. Mm. That makes a big difference to know that you can get on a train or a bus and go somewhere. You don't have to yeah. just sit yeah. here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's very important to know that traveling and especially traveling back to your 
your forefathers and your history is important, otherwise it will be lost. Let's just face it, the culture and I, will be lost. I would say it will amalgamate into a different culture, which when, is what we've got now. When too. I think about my own experience, and I, I remember my, my parents saying they made the conscious decision to go back to the Caribbean because they, from Africa, they could have moved here mm. and just settled here. And then I, I would have just, I would, I would have been like you. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Because <laughs> not knowing I would have been much younger. To, to add, but uh, then, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, and then I was just going to say that they, but they decided to go to the Caribbean so that both my brother and I would have had that experience and we would have known exactly, yo, this is where, this is where you from. Where from yeah. to, add, to add to your point with, um, with regards to crime and all these things, from, from since I, when I first came here, I I, re- I recognize British culture is Jamaican culture, <laughs> and anybody who wants to fight me on that, um, I'm happy. But I'm happy to do it. But British culture is Jamaican culture. You think it's the same? It's the tw- without without Jamaica in Britain. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other Caribbean islands that contribute, mm-hmm. but British culture is Jamaican culture. The entertainment, mm-hmm. the 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 twangs, mm-hmm. the dressing, the the the, the way what the guan everything. It's it's Jamaican British culture is Jamaican culture. I think that I think it's more mixed. I think it's mixed. I think it's more mixed. I think that I think Jamaican culture has heavily influenced a lot. It was, I mean, but before it was Jamaican, it is the same thing. I had a book by a lady named Paula Perry, and she does um, I'll put it in the, in the um, blurb. She does um, you for us, and she's written a book on Black British history. And when you read the book, when I read the book, it talks about um. Trinidad and Barbados being the first musical and kind of fashion cultures that were here oh, in yeah. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's about the waves of who's coming. Yeah. yeah. That's what's happening. So now the waves of this generation. You've got African influence. As well. Now you've got a very strong African influence. Yeah. Like your Jay Hosses and those Lethal B and certain of them artists that I can mention, they are actually Nigerian and Ghanaian and those and, are West yeah. Africa. Do you know what I mean? So I think you so know, it's, it's starting shifting, to change. Yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying. For me, it was very much Jamaican because my dad's Jamaican and that's what I see in the house. You got that's the twilight <laughs> yeah, of the house, yeah. like the food that was cooked in the house when he was cooking. That was the music. It was like all like, you know, the Abyssinians and all those mm-hmm. back in the day, mm-hmm. um, Jamaican, you know, Sunday morning groups with the record and you couldn't touch the record. Yeah. Or this <laughs> and that. Do you know what I mean? So it was very much that was my culture, but going and I think do you know what I think? I'm just gonna say it, and I don't know who else come to me. A lot of people just pretended to be Jamaican. There was all different kind of Caribbean islands here, but people just pretended to be Jamaican because it was the popular choice. Yeah. I yeah. was told by other Jamaican um, people and other people with Jamaican parents, don't tell people that my mum's family is from King Sinkies because they eat them because they're the Jews and the other. A lot mm-hmm. of my Stratons come here and pretend to be Jamaican. I think and I have a problem with that because you're, you're rubbing. You're perpetuating. Yeah. Black British-born children of other di- di- dimensions of the diaspora, because mm-hmm. if everyone just pretends to Jamaican, what else is there? And when you look on the map, if we Google the Caribbean map, there's so many islands that people don't even talk about, and, as um, as, you, uh, as you were saying. So. Well, I must say, with regards to um, on the flip side, with regards to being here, though, it's um first time being here. Um, well, first first couple of months, first year. Um, there's a Jamaican who actually took me under his wings and actually showed me. Wow. What what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? And I, I I always appreciated of him of him doing that because despite he being here for so many years and oh and he's one and he's one who, who kept his accent as well. But we find what kept his accent 
joke. But um, <laughs> he kept he he showed me what actually was going, on. and that to me that is the true Caribbean. The essence of Caribbean. I go to an island. I go to an island, and I am um, I could call. Oh, I'm in, I'm in this. I'm I'm in Barbados. Oh yeah, I'm coming to check you now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no info, but yeah. Well, I'm, even I'm, if they can hook you up with yeah. somebody else. That's all we are. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Go to them and they can yeah. One thing I would definitely say about the diaspora, I don't think we've lost people let's talk about community community. I felt there's still very much a sense I, of I agree with I don't that. think it's gone anywhere. I feel like the the uh, media and the powers that be would like to project we don't have a community, da, 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 da. we do have a community. We, I think we get along very well and all that obviously like to say black on black violence, but violence doesn't have a colour. Yeah? yeah, violence and crime doesn't have a race and have a colour. Violence is violence. Right is right that, and wrong yeah. is wrong and that's it, but they like to put all those I wouldn't say where you're from, the mud say. What's your heritage? That's the question I would ask. What's your heritage? Is even is that rude as well? Because then it's like, would you ask? Do you ask white people? That? Yeah. Okay. I do because I don't. You can't always assume just because they're white. It's true that they. You can have, have Irish. You can have Spanish. You can have Scottish. Scottish you can have yeah. Welsh. You can have. For me personally, it's if I hear an accent, any kind of twang. Or if I see you eat differently, or you might dress differently, there's just something about you that may be different. And I'll be like, oh, do you mind? And I'll even say, do you mind if I ask where you're from? So that oh, that's that as more. an offence. I mean, because I know people can be like, what do you mean, like, where I'm from? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't personally that. take it. When white people ask me, I'm like, are you trying to say I'm not English? Yeah, I'm trying to say I'm not English. Yeah, so, but exactly. If, if a white person asks. But they're me. white. That's, that's, <laughs> that's it. I'm not white. I'm asking you in terms of. Am oh, I white? I will actually say, oh, I notice such and such in your mind if I ask. Oh, so you get like a, accent, yeah, so, so you, you have, have a premise of, yeah. yeah, I'm not just saying it because I just felt like to ask you today. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like if I hadn't met Ken via you and you weren't married, I, and I, I encountered you, I'd say, oh, I notice you have an accident. Accident. <laughs> <laughs> I notice you have an accent. Do you mind if I ask? Oh, I tried to even guess. Like, oh, are you Bayesian? Or I'm yeah. like, no, I'm from St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. And that's how you learn the different accents. If I didn't ask, you and I never know. heard it, I wouldn't know. know. So for me, it's a small piece I of think education. Some people will take offence to it. Yeah. Would you, do you take offence? Or would you see it as yes, then they can see I'm not born here? It's always a nice sound. It's always a nice <laughs> my dad's like that. It's always a nice sound when someone asks to, have a, to open a conversation with them. Yes. And then you get to tell them a little bit yeah. about yourself. Yeah, see, that's, that's how I see it. It's always nice too. But some people do get offended. Um, mm. offense and take offense to you asking them about because um, some people do see themselves as British, yeah. um, British. For me, British. even if a white person yeah. asks and they see me with different food or the way I do my hair or something, if they said, Oh, I noticed this, can I ask where you're from or where yeah. your heritage is from? That way, I wouldn't take it as racist. But when you just see me as a black person come up to me, Oh, but where are you from? Where are you from? I'm gonna look um, at you like, Where are you from? Yeah. You know me, I'll tell you and say, Where are your mum from? <laughs> do, you know I mean? do you know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't understand the premise 
Where, why are you asking me? I'm all about the motive. What is mm. the reason why you feel it's okay to just come up and ask yeah. me for? If it's if I hear something or see something or your food or as as I said before, um, that's me being interested in you as a person rather yes. than just to be like, oh, and there's a difference they're not British. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference yeah. of how you how you type how you come across. Mm. Um, what else was I gonna say? All right, so we're nearly wrapping up, guys. We have a good fifty minutes. Good so I wanted to just raise the whole. Obviously, none of us, well, apart from Tindai, are African in terms of being born African. So from my experience of being around African-born or direct African heritage, like no, I'm not. I'm African-born but direct. No, I'm no, I mean in terms of, you know, you get those parents that their parents were from Nigeria and the parents have been there for like five years yes. and the kids are born here all like yeah, ten yeah. years or whatever like and they're directly. So I find those those children, those young people to be very cultured in knowing who they are. They mm-hmm. tend to know their home like their home tongue. So we have a dialect, we have a twang, but we don't tend to have a language. Well yes. Africans tend to have a language. I think Yoruba or I can't say the names. Yoruba, um, Igbo, um, Twi. So, yeah, Tim is educating us. So, yeah, they tend to know their mother tongue. Their heritage seems to be a little bit more clear. Like, literally, this is my grandparents, this is my grandparents, this, and yes. they can trace their lineage right back. Because I am able to. I am, are you able to? No, because the fact that um, the, the difference between. The difference to a point, between, to Jamaica, not after that. The difference between Rudigas, as you said, Rudigas, African, and, and the Caribbean, Afri- Caribbean Africans is that, or the Western Africans, I should say, is that we. We in the West are being taught, um, being taught, um, being taught wrongly, being taught all our history is slavery, mm-hmm. and and that is that is totally something that is that is wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I I I I do not subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. All our our history is slavery. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? So there's not nothing happened before slavery, mm-hmm. and everything happened after slavery. Mm-hmm. Or during slavery, mm-hmm. as kid, as as a people, as Western men, as in the West, or blacks in the West, we should at least know what happened prior to sla- what happened prior to slavery, mm-hmm. what 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 our kings or queens were, mm-hmm. um, uh, what our rich history was mm-hmm. gonna be, and then we could understand this comes become the whole concept of slavery mm-hmm. and where and, and, and moving forward. But for me, I have I always say this, and I've said it on our um, Instagram page many times. We, like you said before, we are looking for this government and the powers that be to put those things in place. I don't need the national curriculum for me to tell me what black history or history, let's just take it with black, world history and heritage history that I need to teach my child. For me, I went to, and Tinder's head is about, I went to a supplementary school and we had all the books at home. So I learned about my history before going to school. You're fortunate, you're fortunate, you're fortunate. Well, I think education starts at home, and this is where we're going wrong. We should be expecting school to do it. It comes back to, you know, Atala talks about this in his book. Um, Years ago, about what? So, how would you say? About 25 years ago. 25, 15 years. The the community in, in England was very active and vibrant, and, you know, in ensuring that. They were passing things on to the generations. I, I don't know what happens. Even um, like the Nazi stories and things like that. Things that. Are, and that's missing now. Mm-hmm. The, and you can see the difference in the, the young people. The people. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a problem. 
And how do we get back there? Well, I think it's that even the whole, obviously we've had the whole Black Lives Matter, I'm not going to go into that. Just want to point out there to people what that website stands for and who they are, I don't subscribe to, but Black Lives Matter because they just matter. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want to say about that. So moving on, about with the whole Black Lives Matter situation that's happened and the rights and you're getting all these books coming out, people, I always say this, when if you want to do Black history or history with your children, it starts with reading. Make sure your children can read well and they can pick up any book and read. So when you want to buy Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, Bob Marley, whatever it is, Muhammad Ali, whoever you want your child to read about, the black scientists and doctors and, you know, mathematicians and going back, going back to Egypt and going back to Africa and looking at all these different people, our kings and queens, as Ken was saying. If you teach your child to read and you have those books yeah. in your household, why, why, why are we looking for school to do it? I don't understand. Remember, you can use Egypt from the Asians um, to build the pyramids. He said who? <laughs> said who? <laughs> said who? <laughs> said who? <laughs> I don't because subscribe. Because clearly, 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 clearly we couldn't do that. We don't have the brain yeah. sense. We don't so have the brain to sense. Be some supernatural but all jokes aside, to me, all of those things, like um, we're saying, the topic today is obviously black, um, our black diaspora. So teach your children about the black diaspora. Teach your children about all the different places that we are all the different places that we have come from, where your mother's land is and your mother tongue. Mm -hmm. Because I have heard some African people say, actually, to go back to the African point, that um, they don't, some of them, they might know the language to hear it and understand it, but they can't speak it. Their parents tend not to teach them. And a lot of them are now saying, at least they wish wish their parents had. had. And I don't understand why you would do that. Mm. I think it's with the same brain it's a kind of brainwashing like it's a bad thing to know when you come over here you need to be English you know adjust to the ways of the British so that you can assimilate and and you can go the ladder and whatever else forget not not necessarily forget but you don't need this to thrive in this community which is it's a serious injustice it's a serious injustice because now our young people are getting very lost they're getting very lost. They're not. They don't know who they are. They don't know. Because you know, we say if yeah, a root doesn't have any trees, that root, that tree cannot stand. And that's what we're finding now. A lot of our young black people are falling, mm. be it mentally, be it spiritually, be it even physically. They they're not able to manoeuvre through mm. life because they don't have those strong grounded um, roots. And knowing and about the diaspora is very important. They, it's something that they long for. Yeah, they do. And I think when I think about like Black History Month celebrations, as much as they, we talk about the controversy around having it, should we have Black History Month, mm. etc., etc. No, when sorry. you do, okay, well, <laughs> like, but like when you do have it, or you tend to focus on things that are related to the heritage of the children that you teach, you want to see the in them eyes light up. They love it. They absolutely love it. They uh, they love it, and they, they and they will ask you for it. Miss, we haven't had our our Black History Month lesson, and mm-hmm. as much as I'm like, I don't really want to. Do that. I just want to do it like in all of them. Yeah. Actually, have well, that's what I'm doing now. I'm starting. To, I'm integrating. From mm-hmm. since everything's happened, I really sat down and thought about it. And I thought to myself, you know what? Even for our Caucasian counterparts, if they don't know that we were kings and queens and they don't know oh, that there was more than slavery, why should they see us any different when exactly. that's what's being taught to them? So I actually believe that the, the, history, the Black History Month and the curriculum Black History is for them, not us. We should be teaching our children at, at home, home the whole thing. Let them just have some. These are the kings and queens. <laughs> this is Egypt. This is what we did. You got you got Massa Musa, one of the, the one of the richest men on record. That is a black 
African man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So all these things, I do believe, as I said before, the Black History Month is for everyone else. We should be teaching our children every day. When they come home from school, they should be reading, they should be writing an essay, they should be having comprehension, they and should then have we should be going on and trips. then we should be going on trips. Mm-hmm. We should be having conversations. I remember yeah. being at home and that was like a family conversation. We'd have to read like a poem like Mayor Angelo and it'd be a discussion. Or oh, what did you think about it? What did you and we'd literally sit in the living room and have conversations. I would like to know how many of our young people now are doing that with their parents. Are their parents just working? Like, do you know what I mean? So I do think that as a diaspora, we are, as we said in the beginning, both voluntarily, as Ken was saying, and involuntary for whatever reason, moving around. But are we staying connected to who we are and our roots? And are we sharing that with our young generations? Um, You will give our young, our young young, parents, young parents, these, um, or are they reading, are they teaching? But they have no excuse because. No, 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 I'm asking have, them. They're, yeah. they're, they're, I know they have no excuse because, because I have a child and I live with them. Because the greatest, because we live in a time where we have YouTube. We have everything. Everything is on YouTube. Everything's at your fingertips. Yeah. And you could actually watch a documentary on these things. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to read a book. Mm-hmm. You could actually sit down and listen and then I have a this and let somebody read a book to you, mm-hmm. have a discussion mm-hmm. on it. And then, and then come and then take over from there. Okay, this is what is needed to happen. I agree with the YouTube concept, but, but I do uh, believe a lot of our children don't read properly. So I so, think that the reading is still... Obviously, it's a tangent to, to the topic, but I hear what you're saying. To add to the reading thing, which is maybe a, a, more of a tangent as well. Oh, not really. Um, if you're encouraging your child to read, you have to read with them. You can't just um, expect them to develop the habit of reading. Yes, you might teach them how to read, but they're not going to want or enjoy reading unless you try to embed it into your mm-hmm. how you do things deliberately. So you they can say, Oh mommy's reading this book by my Angelo. Dad's reading this book. Um what are you reading? And then you give them their book so that everybody has you know, you, you develop mm-hmm. that culture of reading. And then it, then it leads to conversation. And then it leads, then to, conversation. leads to the films and the yeah, trips. And it's not just the big holiday. What are you going to do? times where parents are just like, but you know, I'm buying so many books. And but you don't read. Don't read. It doesn't read. Are you reading? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not going to want to do it mm-hmm. unless they develop that habit in the home. So I think that to kind of round up, the diaspora does need to understand how big we are, I think that's came out of this conversation. There is hundreds of thousands of us. I mean, even though in England we're like what three percent or five percent, but there's millions of us all over the world, and we just see. I think for me, I've, yeah, I've learned that I sometimes just see Caribbean, African. I never thought of Latina. I never thought of even. The darker shades in Mexico and Brazil. Yes. The, the Indian, Indian population. population. The Indian population. population in India. Yeah. yeah, and the Blackanese. <laughs> oh my gosh. Blackanese. <laughs> but they are black, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that it's, we do need to recognize that we are a diaspora. We are different and there are a lot of sim- similarities. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing that I hate. I hate with, with today's um, media. Mm hmm. Is that they they, be, they they look at us? Oh yeah, we're black, and all of us think the same. Like no, all of us, all of us are. We yes, we are. We, oh, we have something in common. Yes, we're black, 
but all of us do not think the same. Just mm-hmm. like how we don't think all white people think the same. Mm-hmm. They, they put us in this whole um, mm-hmm. box like all of us think the same and all of us all, and we can't have one on one type of discussion like oh it's not right oh we can't have a discussion now. Like mm-hmm. about, like for example there's there a discussion in a this discussion in America, I think America. I love American television, so I watch I do try to watch a lot of American um, programs. You will have okay, as you know, race relation in America is, is a hot topic. But then you have in the origin of the black man. Mm-hmm. Who was the origin of, of the black man? And you're like, oh you can't have that now. We have to have at least police brutality discussion about police brutality first. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking Why? so your brain is not big enough to have two discussions at the same time. <laughs> you can only have one discussion. It's very limited, isn't it? It's all boxed in. But that goes back to what you're saying about the diaspora. We get you have your little box for you to come the form and that's it. So <laughs> that's, that's it. it. There's Do you no know what I mean? But we know that there's so much more to us and as you know, these terms of pop people of colour and being so now we couldn't just be black now, but now when it comes to the positive things of being black and African and Caribbean and West Indian and South American and Indian and all these other places, now all of a sudden we're all what is it, black, African, black, Asian and whatever multi, whatever. I, the, I even know what the term comes to because I haven't put it in my mind like that. But they yeah, always, I feel like you want to just you say, oh, we're gonna appreciate you, but then we're gonna put everyone else with you as well. We can't just have us, mm-hmm. yeah? And that's mm-hmm. where we need to un- just understand us. And we need to understand ourselves and know where we are coming from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would definitely say, take your children, if you have the means, instead of all those designer clothes, and I'm not, well, not, yeah, it is a bit stereotypical, and I'm being stereotypical, and I'm fully aware that I'm being stereotypical. So the designer clothes and the hairstyles and the this, that, and the other, why don't we save that money and take our children to where our grandparents come from and where their grandparents come from? And instead of just saying about Africa and, you know, we're African and putting on the kente cloth for, you know, mm-hmm. Independence Day or the rights. Yeah, take, take them to Ghana or Nigeria or Gambia Congo. or Congo or where But there's so many places. Africa is so big and so is the Caribbean, come to think of it. Africa, Caribbean is big. There is lots of islands, and we need to understand that that is all part of our history as well. Mm-hmm. So that was my closing thoughts. Ken, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, just explore. I just want us to, as a people, to just explore. Don't be sitting in a bubble thinking, oh, we have to always go to London, London. Because one of the things that I love to do is just drive to the countryside, explore parks. That's the next thing. A lot of black people oh, uh, I do. notice I do. don't do don't do those things. No, I do. When we do drive and we go to and go to these parks or national it's parks, it's just you. <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> you don't see any other I, black people I, there. Sure it's the same. I, 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 but I, this is the thing. What I said earlier. Remember, I said about traveling. People think that yes, it's amazing, yeah. and God bless your resources that you can have the facilities to go. On a plane and go to see car trees, but you can just travel. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. You can get in the car. You can go to the Lake District, the Peak District. You can go up to the Scotland, Scottish Highlands. You can go to Ireland. There's all these places you can yeah. go. And as the privilege of being in England, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, it is a privilege to that, that. There's more to England than the whatever city that you live in. There's so much more, and we have to be more ex 
narrative is that's the word as ken is saying because you can't just sit down in one place and then we just expect everything to come to us and we're just in one place how are you going to know anything different exactly we on the roads we on the ends your closing thoughts my closing thoughts just that um we have more in common than we do have difference and i feel like it's just about acknowledging acknowledging our full selves and part of that is knowing where you came from knowing where they came from knowing where you are as well and having a full awareness of the people around you and how you can help to build a community so um i think the main thing for us as a diaspora is to continue to keep that community spirit that we have yes and yeah just keep working together for the greater good sounds a bit airy fairy (laughs) we know what you mean we know what you mean okay so thank you for listening y'all i want to say thank you to ken for being our guest for today (laughs) yeah um good afternoon good evening good Good night night. wherever you are whatever time of day it is and we are checking out check us out Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, Spotify, Brush Sprout coming now. Check, Check us out. out. <laughs> Bye. Bye.